This mug warmer thing is amazing, by the way. I think it's the best thing I've bought this whole year. Like, that's something that we didn't talk about. Like, best purchases of 2020 in our 2020 wrap-up. My best purchase is my tea warmer for my desk. <laughs> what would be my best one? Hello, little girl. Sorry, I just got a visit from one of the cats. Um, we have 10 animals on our property now, by the way, we've realized. <laughs> We're becoming, like, legit a little farm. A farm? <laughs> um, what's my best purchase of 2020? I didn't buy anything too terribly interesting this year. I mean, I bought a shit ton of fabric, which I'm pretty stoked about. Yeah, I mean, I also bought my laptop this year. So, like, that should really be my best purchase of 2020. But I'm still going with the mug warmer. How much was the mug warmer? Because I've been idly considering getting one. But it seems like such a stupidly frivolous purchase. It was, like, purchase. 25 bucks. Okay, I can probably justify that. It was only, like, 25 that. bucks. <laughs> yeah, like, let me look. I'll tell you right now. I'll look on my Amazon. Because one of my biggest things with making coffee at home is that it goes cold so fast and it doesn't taste super good cold. Whereas when I buy coffee out, I tend to drink it faster because I've got like my keep cup in my hand. Yeah, like I um, like my one of my biggest things is like I sip my tea really slowly and then by the end of it, I like don't want to drink it because it's cold. Yeah. So this has been a really great thing. It's like I, I like to have cups that are also... um like quite insulated like to go cups so that I that they're fine if you know what I'm trying to say keep cup have come out with some insulated takeaway cup things recently by the way if you haven't seen oh have they mm-hmm. I've been thinking about getting one but ultimately I don't leave my coffee in the keep cup long enough for it to need to be an issue okay so I bought this one for twenty three dollars okay but Right now, on Amazon, it's listed for $46. So I think that the brand like doesn't have very many in stock, so they upped the price. And being in New Zealand, I bet it would be more expensive for me to get one here than it would be for you to get one. Yeah, but they like there's like a million brands that do these. Like the one that I got isn't like fancy or anything. It's just like basically a like name branded one from China. So, like, I'm sure you could find one. Like, I, I I see, like, 30 here listed as, like, products related to the item, and they all are, like, $20. So. Okay. Maybe I'll keep an eye out for one, because that is, like, it's such a first world problem, having your hot drinks go cold while you're sitting at your desk. But honestly, there's only a, a small window where it's a nice drinking temperature, and I always miss the window. Yeah. I know. No, I think I think the first world problem solution to this would have been buying one of those stupid ember mugs that are like two hundred dollars. And it's the coffee cup that like keeps your coffee warm. That to me is like a frivolous purchase. But sorry, excuse me if anyone bought any. I'm not trying to offend you either, because if you (laughs) anyone who wants to have dedication to their coffee, I'm not going to shit on them for it. But um I, yeah, the tea warmer works. I just got a notification from the New York Times that the um, Capitol has finally been secured. Oh, God. It's been hours. That's about time. I know. They've, it's been going on for, like, since... Uh, when did my sister first text me about it? Mm. We just properly dated when we were recording this, though. <laughs> so, well, sorry, guys. You know what? If it comes out in a week, fuck it. Who cares? It's not going to. I'm going to try and do it in the next couple of days. So it'll be... 
I'm trying to get us back on schedule, but our sleepy Christmas time has been a little bit mean to that. Also, as a note to everybody, sorry that the uploads have been not very consistent over the last few weeks. I was a bit overly optimistic as to us like keeping our schedule over Christmas. We've both been so tired. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not sorry. Guys, I wanted to sleep. So <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you guys are nice enough to know that like burnout is a real thing and burnout happens very commonly after Christmas, which is what happened to both of us. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to embrace the burnout and not um not try and overly stretch ourselves, which is kind of like what we're going to talk about today, right? Isn't that a little bit? Yeah. I, I mean, we should, yeah. We should probably also do a sneaky little intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Internet oh, Friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! I'm so bad at this because I just want to talk to you, so I never like remember to do it. Hi, yeah. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Internet Friends podcast, where uh, two friends who uh, met on the internet talk about life. Uh, it's Coley here, you, Charlotte there. Hey. And <laughs> <laughs> we are I'm still... sorry, guys. I'm also... Yeah. I'm, like, deliriously tired today because of a little uh, fireman encounter this morning at 6 a.m., thanks to Julian uh, burning something on the stove, and then us not being able to figure out how to turn off the fire alarm, which caused the fireman to show up. I'm really tired, basically, is all I'm saying. Yeah, I I can't claim to be like super tired for any reason other than just like Christmas recovery as we were just talking about. Um, yeah, should we do our like what we're reading, listening to, and whatever thing, Majiggy? Yeah, um, I have managed to power through quite a few books over the last few days because it's Christmas I and I have nothing better to do, <laughs> which is I know, awesome. I- I'm excited for you to talk about them. Yeah, I have got through... How many books have I got through in the last week and a half? Three? Four? Something like that. Um, I lose track. I could, but anyway, I, uh, let me, I have gone through... I'll pull up your Goodreads. Oh, thank you. What a good assistant. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Yeah, I've gone through a few in the last week or two. Um, but the biggest thing is that I now have more coming for the next couple of weeks that I'm going to have to power through because... Cole and I were on on FaceTime with each other. It was like last week sometime. And she's just like, oh, you want some like lighthearted romance recommendations? I got you. And she gave me like this big list and I went through and requested them all from the library. Um, and surprisingly, quite a few of them were like kind of available. They were available in Auckland somewhere. Um, and a bunch of them are now in transit to my local library so that I can go and pick them up. Um, but what that means is I now have a lot of books turning up all at once. Um, I also have this month's book club read that I have to finish, which I am part of the way through, which is good. Um, and one of my favorite Instagram accounts should, you, should, you should care about, which is um, based in New Zealand, which is really awesome. They've got so many followers now. It's really cool. Um, have started a book club as well in partnership with Penguin Books. So I'm going to potentially start reading along with that as well, because the first book is one that I've been wanting to read for a very long time. It is, um, God, I can never remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, it's Pandora Sykes' new book. Um, and I freaked out because when I talked about wanting to participate in the book club on my Instagram story, Pandora Sykes replied to me. She shared it on her story and she replied to me and we had a conversation and I died a little bit. It was the best moment of my life. If you don't know, Pandora Sykes is half of the brilliant Hilo podcast, which was my favorite podcast. It's now finished forever and I'm very sad about it. 
but oh my god she messaged me and we had a conversation and it was so good did I tell you that I had one of the girls who lives in Auckland who I talk to regularly she's a local influencer um she saw me shared on Pandora's story and screenshot it and sent me a message being like oh my god I'm fangirling for you this is amazing <laughs> I was like good that's somebody basically understands. how I felt that's basically when I how I felt when um Matt Haig like reshared a couple of my stories and then followed me on Instagram and dm'd me and I oh, yeah. was like dude I don't think you understand how much I love you and I don't want to be a creep but like I think everything you do is fucking cool so I just hope you know that I think you're great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pandora's book is called How Do We Know We're Doing It Right? Um, Essays on Modern Life. Um, And I've read little snippets from it and I just appreciate and respect her voice as an author so much that I'm really excited about reading it. Um, I've read a couple of her articles and things like that. So I'm really excited to get into that one. But it does mean that I've also got like what was it, four or five more books to finish this month or something ridiculous like that? Um, so, mm-hmm. big challenge. I think you'll do it. I think so. Though, like, a lot of the ones that are coming in... Oops, I just hit my lamp. Um, a lot of the ones that are coming in from the library for you are not, like, like hard books to read. Like, they're very much so ones that, like, are kind of mindless that... Oops, hiccup. Ooh, <laughs> I'm, like, all over the place. Um that you can probably read like in one sitting yeah which I did a couple of t- um for a couple of the books when I was at my batch the last couple of days like I managed to finish 99% mine in like five ish hours six hours something like that and um I read The Great Alone in a day as well yeah so you read The Great Alone 99% mine The Song of Achilles and you finished Hood Feminism yes. all while you were at the batch yeah that's sweet According to your Goodreads, unless I'm yeah. missing something. No, I, I am very diligent about putting them on my Goodreads because I get so much satisfaction seeing my goal tick down. But <laughs> I, I'm saying it. Everyone everyone tell, messages me. They're like, I don't understand how you read so many books. Tell me what your secret is. And I'm like, I set my Goodreads goal to something ridiculous. And then I always look at it and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm behind. I need to read. Like it's I'm I'm so competitive. Mm. I refuse to finish a year without completing the Goodreads goal. Yeah, I completed mine without too much strain last year. Like I read a lot of hard books last year rather than throwing some like easy to read romances and stuff like that into the mix, which I think was my mistake. I've doubled my goal this year to 30 and I think that I'll probably reach that not too difficult with not too yeah. much difficulty. Um which I wouldn't have said two years ago. Like we, I started this whole thing with Goodreads and a goal and getting back into books because I read one book in 2019 and I used to be a big reader. Um, it's just uni ruined me. You're giggling at something Suki's doing, I'm assuming, because she's He's just so creepily staring at me from across the bed. <laughs> I, like, I was like, I feel like someone's watching me. And I looked over and he's like watching me. <laughs> like, go to sleep. You're fine. Anyway, sorry. She was I, so I'm distracted. Yeah, she was so distracted and giggling. I was like, I'm not saying something <laughs> funny. So obviously something's happening. Um, yeah, so he's just like being such a creeper. Yeah. And now he's licking himself and now it's just like awkward. Anyways. Yeah. No, but you, you, you totally, but that's kind of what I did too. Like very similar to you. Like my first year I started using Goodreads. I used it to get back into reading. Mm. 
And honestly, it does a really good job of that because it also recommends things based on what you like and what you've read. Um, If you follow Mm -hmm. people, I follow a lot of my family members, so I get to see what they're reading. I follow Cole. I follow a couple of other people like booktubers and stuff. I don't follow that many people. But enough that I can get things recommended in front of me all the time that look kind of interesting. I'm like, oh, I'd be really intrigued by that. And then you see people recommending the same thing over and over again. You're just like, oh, that looks like a goodie. And you've got all these really good reads. Pretty much everything I read last year was really good except for the ones that we talked about that we weren't super happy with. Um, because yeah. we've got people in front of us all the time on Goodreads recommending good stuff for us to read. Yeah. I, um, I'm i not going to try and date myself with this podcast because this de- really depends on uh, whether or not I actually get my shit together. But I have filmed three booktube videos oh, that wow. will be uploaded soon. That are um, like a 2020 wrap up talking about like my top 10 and my least top bottom two because I only really had a bottom two. Which we talked um, about on the books. pod last week if you if you didn't hear that yeah, episode. Yeah and so if you listen to this this is like a bit you guys already know like uh, the majority of what's going on in that one. And then I did my final book haul for 2020. I showed all of the last books that I bought before my book buying ban started six days ago. And... um. And then I also filmed, what did I also film? Oh, I I did a like recap of everything I read between the last time I did a recap to the end of the year. Mm. So I talked about all the books I read at the end of 2020. So those will be coming onto YouTube soon, as long as I get my editing cap on and actually go and do it. Which we're not going to force because we're in recovery from burnout mode, aren't we? mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying things. I'm currently reading some lighthearted romances. I do agree with you. I think that the one thing that you did wrong this year, not wrong, but like I do think that you, um, I'm excited for you to like start to actually bring in that balance of like lighthearted books and serious books because that's the only way these people on like Instagram and YouTube are reading 100 to 200 books a year. They're changing it up. They're sometimes they're reading novellas, sometimes they're reading classics, sometimes they're reading thrillers, like books that don't take a lot of thought and then books that take a lot of thought. Yeah. So and I think part of the reason that I struggled so much with it last year was because we had the book club reads and I was still getting mm-hmm. back into like reading on a regular basis. So the book club reads took up a lot of my month because I felt like I couldn't read anything else when I had to get the book club read done. But the book club read was 50% of the time, they're nonfiction, by the way, which I find a little bit harder to get through most of the time. Um, So do I. And I think that was a big part of it. Um, But this year I'm going to try really hard to like, if it's a nonfiction book for um, the book club, it tends to be like you could break it down into chapters really nicely because it's not like a progressive storyline. So I'm going to try and like read it in chunks over the month and take notes as I go so I don't forget the beginning part of the month. Um, and then I can read something else alongside it that is lighthearted and that's how I'm going to try and get my 30 goal. I honestly think I might get my 30 goal like two thirds of the way through the year, potentially. Um I, I think you will, yeah. if that's how you go about it. Yeah. So we'll see. And doing more audiobooks, because Libby, I finally downloaded Libby, which is a huge game changer too. Yeah. Um, if it wasn't for... Where's he going? He's about to jump off the bed. One sec. What do you need? Uh, we might have to pause this. I think he needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. You do, you do a Suki break. <laughs> yeah, one sec. Should I leave it recording or should I stop the recording? Leave it recording and I'll just cut this out so it means I don't have to sync it up twice. Oh, we're going on a trip. 
You guys can't hear this on Coley's end, but you can hear it on mine. We're going down the stairs. <laughs> I probably won't keep this in. Maybe I will. Who knows? Some whimsy. Um, um, we're about to head out into what I assume is the cold. Yeah. There's some beautiful blue sky above Cole. She's talking about how it's a beautiful day today compared to yesterday and not as cold as yesterday. 11 degrees, she says. It is a, it's a pretty boiling 26 here today, I think. Well, you say that she, sorry, she just said she's jealous. Um, I don't don't know why I'm commentating this. I'm probably not going to keep this in. This is just like garbage content. Um, (laughs) <laughs> maybe I will keep it in it's just one-sided podcast for five minutes um it's 26 here but it also means it's really hard for me to do sewing like I was had the iron on in here pressing hems yesterday and my god it was hot in this room when I tried to go to sleep it was just really unbearable um and I really want to do sewing so I think I'm just gonna have to tolerate it again and just like sweat profusely and wear like bike shorts and a crop top and just deal with it but Coley's suggesting I take my iron outside and do it there. Um, maybe, but it's pretty grubby outside. So like if anything happens, I so often drop my fabric on the ground accidentally. <laughs> oh, Suki's running away. The way that I should have and probably I could have and probably should have done this would be unplugging my headphones to my laptop so that your commentary would still come through. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, Live and you learn. 2020. <laughs> yeah. Hey. But not anymore <laughs> <clears throat> yeah well, if my audio is back on now so now people will be able to hear me again yeah welcome back <sighs> well that was an adventure sit your butt down <laughs> i don't remember what we we're talking about before. oh yeah so like are you reading anything currently like what's your current thing that you've started on i'm currently reading two so i'm reading the book club read for the month which is the good immigrant um, which yeah. is brilliant, by the way. I'm so glad that we're reading it. The It's really nice because it's broken down into very easy chunks. Shortish essays, like 10 to 15 pages per essay. Um, and they're fascinating. And they're all sort of different aspects of the immigrant experience. And it's really interesting to read. Um, yeah. Really enjoying what I'm it. Most excited, what I'm most excited for, about for this one is that it's like different authors. So it's not like one person writing essays, but you get like a collective of different people different experiences so I think that'll be good yeah and it also means that um it feels more broken up too because you've got such different voices that you can you can put it down after each sort of chapter section really easily um Mm -hmm. and the other one that I'm reading is Natalie Tan's Book of Luck and Fortune by Roselle Lim at Coley's recommendation (laughs) that was the very first book I read in 2020 was it yeah, so now you're starting your 2021 with the same way I started my 2020. Cute. Um, yeah. I haven't read much of it, I will admit. I've read like five or six pages that I read while I was eating my breakfast this morning. Um, because I said to my mum when I was at The Batch the other day, she was wondering why I was trying to power through The Great Alone so quickly. I was like, because mm-hmm. this is my reading hobby time. When I go back home, I'm going to want to do my sewing hobby time. And the two struggle to coexist because I get so stuck in one or so stuck in the other. I don't like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm taking time away from one or the other if I try and split them up over my day. Because um, I'm also impatient. Like if I start a sewing project, I want to try and finish it like as soon as I can. Because <laughs> like I just want it done. Yeah, um, I, I know that feeling. I know that feeling. <laughs> so, which is not like super healthy, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but you're reading a romance series that you didn't realize was a series, aren't you? We were talking about this the other day. I am. So the very first one was called The Tourist Attraction by, uh, her name is Sarah Morgenthaler. Um, and the second one in the series is Mistletoe and Mr. Wright. And yes, it is a Christmas-themed book. Cute. Which, like, I-, I didn't really realize. Well, I knew it was Christmas-themed, Mistletoe and Mr. Wright. But I didn't realize that, like, it was a book series. And then I was like, oh, it is a book series. But now I want to read book two because I want to read about this character. And so I'm, like... Uh, 10 days after Christmas, and I'm still in the Christmas spirit, I guess. But it's so cute. I really am enjoying them. Mm. T- I, I've come to realize that um, Alaska is my favorite book setting. I love books set in Alaska. There's just something about the nature and the like rugged outdoors and like rugged mountain men that I just like love. Yeah, I really enjoyed reading The Great Alone. And I know that that's what's set off looking mm-hmm. for books from Alaska for you. So now I'm kind of curious to see what other ones you've got so that I can start on and see whether I fall in love with it too. Because I imagine I'm going to. I just so enjoyed The Great Alone. That was a, a really lovely book, by the way. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, that's one of my favorite books I've ever read. Um, if anyone who's listening to this podcast has suggestions mm. for books set in Alaska. They could be serious. They could be crime. They could be romance. They could be anything. But anything in Alaska that you're like, this is good. I want to I hear it. I'll put a hard like stop at like horror. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm about to read a book about like this um, feminist foodie writer who turns into a cannibal serial killer. So, cool. like, I, 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 yeah, I'm sorry. Is that not the coolest description ever? It's like, a very <laughs> random description for sure. I know. It's called, I think the book's called A Certain Kind of Hunger. And it, I just like, I don't even know how I discovered it. It just like came across either my Goodreads or like as I was book shopping and I saw the book cover. The book cover is stunning. If you're into like Renaissance paintings, I, have I shown you the book cover? I don't think so. Okay, well, I'm going to go grab it, even though you guys can't see it. <laughs> She's running down the apartment. Oh, Suki I have a really lovely view of all the paintings that she did a couple of years ago that are still hanging up in her apartment, too, which are very cute. Okay, so oh, and her yarn you- her yarn baller thing is in the background, too, I think. Yeah, my little yarn baller. Yeah. And my takeaway container from earlier. Okay, so here's <laughs> the book cover. Oh, yeah, it's it's haunting, but very beautiful. So it's like a Renaissance painting, um, and the woman in the painting is like holding on to a bleeding heart, and it says a certain hunger. And like looking at this, you wouldn't necessarily think like feminist foodie like critic turned mm-hmm. serial killer. No, but it's what it's about. So I'm praying to God that's good. It's like on the top of my list to read. What um, you did a poll. On Instagram a couple of days ago, some of you may have seen this, yeah. where she was trying to figure out which colors section of her shelves she starts with first. Because obviously, as we all know, Coley is on a book buying ban. She's reading her bookshelves. She's decided she's going to break it down by color. Um, what color yes. won in the end? I don't remember. Pink. Right. Okay. That is not a pink book, Coley. So pink was first. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I know. Technically, it's not a pink book. <laughs> but... I don't, I don't really care. I'm just giving you grief. I don't really care grief. either. 
like the book I'm currently reading is blue because yeah. I was like, well, I need to finish the book series first. And then I have um, another book that um, is written by the same person who wrote Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, nice. And I got an arc of it, a, like advanced reader copy of the, her newest book coming out. How do you manage that? It's not that? the same. Uh, NetGalley. Huh. Yeah. I don't know how. I just like frenzied, like requested it, not thinking I would get it because I'm really bad at NetGalley, and I got it. So I have that. Cool. And um, so I really want to read it, because the downloads expire. And then um, and then I want to read this book, and then I'm going to start with Pink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which honestly probably won't take you long. You'll probably be there in like a week, and it'll be fine. Yeah, like, I, I reckon I can, like, I, I, surprised. I was going to try and finish this last night, but then I was super tired last night because I didn't sleep very well. Um, and then I was like this morning, I was going to like read it after, um, I slept in because my whole plan was to sleep in because I didn't sleep well the night before, but lo and behold, I got awoken by a fire alarm at 6am. So I'm going to try and finish it tonight. I I could probably read this. I've got like uh, two thirds of the book left. I can do that usually in one sitting. So Mm. it should be done in a couple of days. Are you watching or listening to anything interesting? I know that I'm not really, but... Mm, just just using my new record player. Oh, yeah. Cole got a record player for Christmas. Yeah, Ju- Juju got me a record player, which I'm very ecstatic about. Um, mm. And I have currently only three albums. So I've been listening to those three albums. I've got more coming in the mail because my godfather gave me a Amazon gift card for my birthday. Nice. So I, um, I have that coming. Uh, but yeah, I have Cage the Elephant, Tell Me I'm Pretty. And then I have Bonnie Vare, uh, Bonnie Vare, like the album I'm pretty sure is called Bonnie Vare, Bonnie Vare by Bonnie Vare. Um, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and then um, also uh, Vance Joy's first album, Columbia. Or mm. is it called Columbia or is it called Georgia? I can't tell you that. Uh, yeah, I, and I'm a huge fan of the fan. I should know that, but I just—it's the one that has Riptide on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I Nation of Two is my favorite of the, his albums, and Nation of Two is the second one. So I can't remember what the first one's called, but I listen mm-hmm. to it all the time. It's one of my favorite albums too. I um quite highly rate uh, Kendrick Lamar's ones on vinyl because they're like mm. start to finish albums to listen to. They it's there's not much point in listening to just random songs off those records. Yeah, no, that I definitely agree with, especially to like, I, you, I've talked to you about this, how I, I, I truly believe To Pimp a Butterfly is one of the best written albums of all time. Mm-hmm. It is so well done. And the way that the story is told from start to finish and the way that they incorporate the production so seamlessly through the whole thing is like insane to me. It's a but, beautiful um, start to finish album. Yeah, so it's on my list. It was not, it wasn't in stock on Amazon uh, a lot of actual vinyls were sold out. Yeah, the there's there was this like conspiracy theory going through the internet at some point that Dam um, told one story going forwards and a slightly different story going backwards, and that was really intentional by Kendrick. And I don't know how true this was or anything like that, um, but it was true enough that somebody released um, a version of the vinyl with the tracks reversed, and I have both, so you can listen to it forwards or backwards from my collection oh, and cool yeah i was like that's pretty cool 
Um, my brother got it for me because I told my brother about the conspiracy theory because we both um, big Kendrick fans. We went to see him together when he came to Auckland. Um, He's so good live, hey? Oh my god, it was it was so fucking good. There were the dudes in front of us were smoking in the arena, which was a bit off putting and a bit hard to like move past. But the whole show was so good, so expensive but so good. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I also have a signed copy of Dam, so there's that as well. Oh, that's cool. It's a problem though. Like there's two earlier, all the, the earlier albums all had really nice album covers that I would very happily like frame and put on my wall. I don't love the album cover for Dan. It's not like a pretty looking cover, which I, I know is like mm-hmm. the intention, but it's not one that I want to like frame and hang on the wall. It's like, I kind of wish that I had one of the other ones signed so that I could put that up, but oh well, I do still have it. Yeah, that's fair. But every single album of his is like a, you need to listen to it, like start to finish as like a body of work. Yeah, no, he's definitely such a like conscious songwriter. And I think that not a lot of artists nowadays are really thinking of albums back to front as much anymore Mm. because of um, the like age of streaming. Um, And there's very few that are like actually intentional, I find anymore with the way that their track list is laid out. Mm. Uh, But he is one. So I I give him mad respect for that. Yeah, there's there are a lot of people who I enjoy listening to on Spotify, for example, that I probably wouldn't bother owning records for. But mm-hmm. there, I try. I tend to listen to music more often than not as like, and I pick an album to listen to rather than like I have a playlist to listen to and just have a bunch of random things. You know what's so funny is I do the same. Yeah, which I think I'm weird for that. Be, I, whenever I'm in the car with Julian, it drives Julian crazy. But I always will pick an album and I'll listen to an album start to finish, not on shuffle. Yeah, I. And he's like, "You're weird," and I'm like. But it's cool this way. <laughs> yeah, I have I have playlists. Don't get me wrong. Like I have playlists that I will put on that are like my current favorite mm-hmm. songs from a whole bunch of different places. Like musicians that I don't listen to, like their full body of work. I have like one or two songs of theirs that I really like. I have a couple of playlists. But more often than not, mm-hmm. and I have them in my playlist rather than in albums on Spotify because I want them in front of me all the time, is like my favorite albums from my favorite artists. And that's how I listened to so much Dua Lipa this year because I don't have her on playlists so much. I have the full album that I listen to and I always get pissed off if it's shuffled. Like if I, mm-hmm. and I know that it's shuffled because I listen to these start to finish so often that I know what song is meant to come next. So if it is, I curse and I go and change it and I go back to where I was because it's meant to be listened to start to finish as a body, as a body of work. And I think that was my upbringing. I think that my dad mm-hmm. being so into music um, and so into having like, albums and bodies of work and listening to them. my brother's the same he listens to um albums start to finish he barely ever listens to playlists um so I think that we both got that from my dad I yeah I think I got it because um when we go to my cabin um we don't have like my cabin is so old guys it's over 100 years old it it's a miracle that it even has electricity but we don't have like anything that you can plug a phone into mm. like our way of listening to music is you have to pick a CD off the CD shelf. And so I grew up always being like, okay, it's your turn to go pick a CD. Oh, it's your turn to pick a CD. And you'd have to be able to read the room and you'd have to know what the mood is. And you'd have to know what CD to play based Mm -hmm. off of the mood of what everyone else was feeling. And so I very much so I'm like, well, what mood am I feeling? And then I'll pick an album based off of that. And, or sometimes I pick a playlist, like you said, like I do have, I have favorite playlists 
um, where it's like, I just really want to listen to like this general genre or um, sometimes I'm like, I'm really in the mood for a song like this song. I'll go to song radio stations a lot or like artist radio stations a lot. Mm. And I'll just like listen based off of being like, I really want to listen to going to California by Led Zeppelin and similar things. And so I'll put on a going to California um, playlist or whatever. Do you know what other album I, I, I assume that you're into this as much as probably I am because most people who are into our parents' music were? Fleetwood Mac's Rumors is a bop of an album to have on record. I, I yeah, I know. I like That's like one of my top five favorite albums of all time. But yeah. I'm trying, I've been looking on eBay to find an original. So I'm waiting. And also my parents own an original. And they mm. also, so the two, like the two main ones that I really want are Led Zeppelin 4 mm-hmm. and Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Two of my favorite albums of all time. Um, but I want originals. Yeah. So I'm trying to find originals. Fair enough. A little bit of a harder um, challenge, especially in the COVID times when you can't go to record stores and like filter through all of the used ones and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be able to eventually. So mm. for now, what I've been doing is I've been going over and I've been stealing my dad's and he doesn't know. <laughs> We, when I moved into the flat here, um, Zara, not long after, got a record player. She found one really cheap at an op shop. Um, and we dug her dad's entire record collection out of the garage. And he had crates upon crates of um, vinyl that he'd stashed away and never got rid of. Kind of like my dad hoarded vinyl until it became cool again. And now he has heaps of it. Um, and his copy. My dad did the same. Yeah. It's like they realized that it was like the good quality version of music and they kept their whole collections. And I'm so glad that they all did because now that it's back, and I mean, my dad's always had a record player though, to be fair. Um, but it means that us kids can enjoy it too because my brother has one. I'll get one at some point when I have the space for it. I don't have space in here. And there's one at the flat anyway. So I can play all of my like main ones. Anyway, sidetrack. The copy of Rumors that Zara's dad had was so well loved. It was like completely filthy obviously like covered in alcohol and cigarette ash and like all those things from all the parties back in the day probably never cleaned um so we gave it a little bit of a clean so that it was less less poppy um but honestly every time we put the record player on that album is like one of the first ones we put on because it's such a good album (laughs) yeah no it's definitely it's in my i think i think it's actually the best written album of all time yeah, I know it's, it's definitely on my list of top five, if not the best. And um, yeah, I love that album. I think it's so great. Mm. Um, so it's funny too. Like uh, my dad's um, records are very similar, and if you go through them, if you look on every single like album sleeve, you'll see with like pen mark an X next to certain songs, and they did that so that they could like keep track of which songs they should play at parties Aww. and so because my dad used to like DJ at parties Cute. so he would like be the one flipping the turntables and like doing the songs and whatever and that's how he would manage it and oh that's also I think it's really cute yeah my um my dad not, my parents didn't really ever have parties they're not super social people um but my dad has like a notebook where he writes down every single record that he's ever purchased and for like insurance purposes I'm pretty sure but he has like this full-on notebook that has like every single album that he's ever bought um that's that's like so nerdy and cute I love that yeah (laughs) I I never understood but I I kind of get it now I've started making a notebook for every um thing that I saw which is not an insurance thing it's just a like 
a, a nerdy Memories. documentation thing. So like, I, I get it. Um, that was a massive sidetrack though. We both love, um, like vinyl and playing albums yeah. like that. And Basically that's all I've been listening to. Cause <laughs> I could talk about yeah. it for forever. Like the, the, the one, the albums that I will talk about like super excitedly are all the ones that I would buy on vinyl because they're the ones that I actually yeah. am passionate about as bodies of work. I have a list that I've started of like all of the ones that I eventually want to find and own. But I also like don't want to just go out and like order them. I want to just mm. like actually have the joy of being able to go into record shops. And there's some really like awesome ones. There's one in um, Chinatown in Victoria, if anyone's from BC, that is like incredible in the lanes. And there's also one in Seattle near the what's it called? The. The, the Pike Place Market, the famous, um, like, fish place, uh, there's a record shop near there that's, like, incredible, too. And so I, I want to be able to, at some point, go through those and, like, be able to find some of my favorites in some of these stores. Mm. When um, the COVID times are over, enough that you can travel again, because I know that you want to go back to Japan at some, time, at some point soon. My mm-hmm. brother had the best time going to record shops in Japan. He came home with, like, 15. Like, he – because he's, he's – He's even more into, and I'm so proud of this. I'm, he's so in, more, much more into like vinyl and records than even I am. Um, and one of his main things that he wanted to do when he was in Japan was he wanted to buy like a really nice knife for for the kitchen. He wanted to buy some unique alcohol, and he did. And he bought a mm-hmm. lot of alcohol back and go record shopping in all of these very cool, unique record stores in Japan. And he loved it. He bought merch shirts from all the ones that were selling merch shirts and all these. He, he enjoyed it so much. He said it was such a cool experience. So Oh, that's so awesome. Mm. I love that. So there's another good place for you yeah. to go for a hunt when you finally get yourself back to Japan. One day, one day. Mm. I'm trying... I'm trying really hard right now not to think too much about traveling and instead focus on what kind of experiences I've always missed out on here mm-hmm. that I've wanted to do but haven't been able to do because of I've been traveling so much and like and just trying to like change my narrative of it I guess right now. Yeah, I I remember thinking quite early on when we realized we weren't going to be able to travel for a while, but we got to a point where you could very easily travel within New Zealand, that it was actually going to be a really good thing, one, for the New Zealand economy, but two, for all the people who live here who normally try to escape the country when they go on holiday to actually enjoy their own country mm-hmm. and experience all the really cool things here. Because when I was, I was, I think I was maybe nine or ten when we did our first South Island road trip as a family. But, like, we've done, like, quite a few road trips around the country so that – because my parents wanted my brother and I to, like, experience most of our own country before we were old enough and wanted to go and travel, um, which meant that I've I've seen pretty much my – I mean, we've got a little country. I've seen pretty much most of the country at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get what I've you mean. I've seen a lot of your country. Yeah. <laughs> you have. You've potentially seen more of it than I have, to be honest. You spend a lot of time in the South Island. Yeah, we were there for almost three months. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like, I guess, and I think this is, like, a, I, I talked about this a little bit on Instagram. Mm. Because um, I was talking kind of, like, I've been talking a lot with people recently about New Year's resolutions in general. And I think that they can be quite toxic. And I think that it's, 
kind of a time of year where a lot of companies prey on people to feel bad about themselves, especially after the burnout of like Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I think that not enough people allow themselves time to recuperate from the burnout of the end of the year and um, try and go back into work and like focusing on things way too quickly and improving yourself and going on a diet and doing whatever that you almost end up being in even worse burnout than ever before. And that's how New Year's resolutions fail. I'm a big believer that you should set like goals in March. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, which I've actually blogged about like for a few years ago, like in the past too, like this is something that I've always believed, but I was talking kind of like on my Instagram, how like for a really long time, like travel was a thing for me that I used as a way to deal with my burnout. And it was like a way of me like kind of escaping the situation at home. And now that I don't really, I'm not able to escape my situation at home. I'm I'm kind of being forced to like change my situation in a lot of aspects. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I work a desk job as you guys know, I work as a web designer, I can average 18 hours a day on my computer when I'm in the middle of projects. And I'm just at that point now where I'm like, wow, this is really not sustainable anymore. This really doesn't make me happy. I need to figure out more ways to A, do hobbies that don't involve sitting at a desk, being more tactile with what I'm doing, um, actually move a lot more because my body is completely falling apart from just sitting all the time. And, um, yeah, like just do some more things that like are creatively fulfilling and find some new avenues for like ways to make it so I don't a work. Also setting boundaries. I really need to learn how to set some boundaries with clients. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's hard when you're on such like quick deadlines and especially because you get an email at like a ridiculous time of night and you get over like a ridiculous request, but you want to get the project done faster. So you will like push that thing to happen so that you can get the project done and like like little things like that it's like it's hard to try and set boundaries with yourself when you're on such tight schedules anyway yeah and I've gotten better at it and I'm um I I signed up for a pottery class Mm. so that I have to take Tuesdays off now so I'll be off I'll be at the pottery studio on Tuesdays um at least for most of the morning uh because it takes me like 30 minutes to get there and then 30 minutes to drive home and um, I purposely have been like parking a little bit farther away and one of the cheaper things so I have to walk there to get there Um, so all in all I get to have like a little like five hour outing nice um, surrounded by that so I'm trying to hopefully use that to help break up my work days Um, I'm dying yarn I just got approved as like a wholesaler so I can buy wholesale yarn which I'm really excited for Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to like, uh, yeah, like just figure out different ways to prevent burnout. Yeah. And I think that this is kind of something that we're both trying to aim for really, because we both tend to work ourselves into like a little bit of a whole, like we get so focused on like one thing that we just sort of work really hard on that one thing. And then that gets burnt out really fast. Um, Mm -hmm. I noticed that I feel like I'm in like a semi-constant state of burnout a lot of the time. I mean, last year, especially because there was so much emotional bombardment from the news and just life in general, that it was really hard to like, just keep your head above water. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we're both realizing. And one of the reasons I started sewing is because I wanted something and reading again, because I wanted something that was not 
computer-based to do mm-hmm. with my like the, the creative part of my brain to like keep my time like if I didn't have work to do I would just play computer games or just watch television or like sit here feeling guilty for not working like I didn't have anything specifically to do um yeah so now I'm really glad that I've actually um, got some of those things so like when I've got spare time I get excited because it means that I can do my hobbies I actually have hobbies again which was like a, a bizarre thing like I've never really had a hobby that you can just sit down and do at home because it's always just been photography and you kind of have to go somewhere to make that worthwhile yeah and I made all of my hobbies my job and then my job became my hobbies right and I stopped having hobbies because the second you make something work-related it doesn't it's not fun anymore mm. like because then you have deadlines and then you've got expectations and you've got all these clients and you've got all this stuff, right? And so I, I've i been trying really hard in the last, like, yeah, and, and this isn't necessarily a new thing. Like, getting back into reading was a big part of that. Me stop watching, like, things on my laptop at night and reading instead, um, getting more into knitting, painting more. Um, but they're all still quite, like, stagnant things. And, like, I've... I definitely, at the beginning of lockdown, um, got back into working out, then got drunk all summer and like (laughs) didn't work out as much. Um, But I like uh, go back and see my personal trainer starting next week. And like, I just think it's like more like, yeah, I just think I COVID has made me so much more conscious of the fact that I like really wasn't taking care of my mental health or my physical health whatsoever. Mm. I just was kind of focused on how do I make the most amount of money possible so that I can run away to relax. And I was basically like working myself into a hole to earn enough money to decompress from working myself into a hole. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was a vicious cycle that was going to be really hard to break without something forcing you to stop and really yeah, reevaluate and like, it. I think I told you how, like, whenever I leave the house, I have to play, like, YouTube videos of myself talking downstairs so Suki doesn't think I've left because he's got such bad separation anxiety. Hmm. Um, So I play YouTube videos from downstairs, but I came back from my first, like, big pottery day and came home and I was watching, like, the videos that had just were still playing um, on the playlist. And he had gotten to Vlogmas the last Vlogmas that I did in 2018. And, like, Mm. it made me realize that I have been burnt out since 2018. Like, and I've just been riding that burnout since then. And Mm. I've had, like, some breaks here and there, and I've tried to do some recuperation here and there. But in general, I I realize, like, I really haven't done anything to fix the problem since then. And I was like, fuck, like, I really need to make some serious life changes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I I can kind of understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. And like, and I feel like this, yeah, like, I, I, I struggle to put the term, like, a New Year's resolution onto it because I, I hate don't the association. New resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, like, don't. Yeah, I just don't love them. I'm like, I, I don't want to sit there and be like, this is the year I'm going to lose 60 pounds and I'm going to make $100,000 and I'm going to do this. Like, 
and then get upset my, with myself by March because I haven't made any progress. My my goal is to take care of myself more, which means I'm taking a longer Christmas break this year. I'm not going back to work until February. I am because I can afford to do that. I'm also in a very privileged position. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people can say that. Um, I worked myself dry so <laughs> before Christmas and took on all the work I should have done spread out in January in December instead at mm-hmm. the same time so so I'm gonna take the month of January off and I'm gonna like um yeah just I don't know just focus on like making sure that I I implement things that actually make me feel better into my life yeah I I relate to that I that's kind of what my aim is and like this didn't start like on the 1st of January either. It's like as soon as the Christmas rush was done, I took a step back and I said, okay, I need to look after myself for a couple of weeks. Like I have until the 11th of January off um, and then I'm going to go back to work, but I'm going to try really hard to like in the evenings do my sewing or just have downtime um, and actually try and space out my time better, be more efficient with when I'm actually working and put like hard times on when I'm going to stop and do something good for myself. Um, Try and get back into exercising mostly for my mental health more than anything, because I, and actually, I mean, for my physical health too, I noticed that like my back was getting more sore because I haven't been working out recently. I stopped when I had my wisdom teeth out and I haven't really got back into the swing of things since my wisdom teeth came out like two months ago. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've noticed my body suffering for that. Um, but yeah, like I, as you say, like I, I don't like coming in in January and setting myself like hard and fast goals that can fail, right? Like I, I don't, I don't, especially this year after twenty twenty and the year that we've had, as you said, like I, the last thing I want to do is set myself something that, if like the world goes tits up, it won't happen, right? Like I would so rather just be like, okay, I'm just going to look after myself better because I haven't really been doing that, and mm-hmm. I, I need it. <laughs> frankly. Yeah, I um I was talking to my therapist about this too and like I for so many years I've been like, well, I'm I'm going to keep doing this job for now because it makes me good money and it lets me do the kind of stuff that I want to do and the lifestyle that I want to have and it lets me go and travel as much as I want and um I'm managing it okay and I don't want to do this forever, but for now I'll do it. And I think because COVID like forced me to stop it kind of was like okay well if I can't if I can't even travel then why am I doing this thing that I don't necessarily particularly enjoy doing anymore and Mm -hmm. so it's definitely made me like reassess and try and figure out like how I can start to navigate maybe some like next steps into transitioning my career away from what this is and into things. And that's a scary thing to do. Like it's terrifying to be like, I, I need to do a new job. Like, especially at 25, it's like, well, maybe I do need to go back to school. Maybe I not need to, but maybe I do want to go back to school and go down a different avenue. Maybe I do want to start a new business. Oh my God, I've just spent the last five years finally building this one up to a point where it's making good revenue and now I'm ready to get rid of it. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's a terrifying thing to do, but it sometimes it's like, I don't know. I'm not saying that I'm going to quit my job anytime soon because I'm not. Um, not until I start making money doing something else, but I definitely am going to s- 
try my damnedest to slow down on it this year. Yeah, and be more healthy with your timelines when you are doing doing projects for people if you can. Yeah, and just to be like more healthy with like myself and actually prioritizing myself mm. first. And I, I, you know, actually, what's crazy is the thing that made me realize this was everyone being forced to work from home because. I was watching all these people and they're like, oh, well, I've set up my little home office and I have it all separate and I work from this time to this time and then I turn off and I don't look at my computer on the weekends. I'm like, holy shit, y'all are managing working from home way better than I was. And I've been doing this for years. <laughs> like, Oh, this is what people who work at an office do. They have boundaries. They only work for a certain amount of time during the day. What? that's allowed you're allowed to have like set hours what is this so like so it just made me realize I'm like oh my god like if everyone else is getting paid to like work only a certain amount of time then I need to stop telling myself that I have to work all the time yeah that's something that I really struggled with and that's left over from uni I think where you would go to classes all day and do your work and then you'd come home and you'd feel guilty for not doing work because there's always stuff to be doing when you're at uni there's always reading to do there's always like studying to do um I spent most of my semesters feeling guilty when I wasn't doing work and I it kind of carried over after I left as well like it, it was really hard for me to have downtime without actually doing stuff which is why having hobbies, I think, is making it really good for me to actually take advantage of my downtime better because it means I'm not just sitting there doing nothing and thinking, well, I should be doing something more productive. Like I'm doing a productive hobby that gets me something at the end, but it means that I'm actually having downtime away from computers, away from work, that is doing something so that I'm not just tempted to go and do work for the sake of not having anything else to do. I don't think enough people talk about how rest and not even productive rest but just rest I'm Mm. talking just sitting on a couch is still productive Mm. if you are someone who works like a lot like you or me or whatever you need rest to be able to do your job better and there is nothing wrong with taking time to make sure you recuperate to be able to still do your job. And I, there's such this guilt, like, hustle mentality, I think, that has been painted, especially amongst millennials and, like, Gen Zs, where they're, like, there's it's just this whole, like, idea that, oh, we need to, like, be constantly working and the only way that you like become a billionaire at the age of 25 is if you hustle all the time and I worked uh three jobs and did built my side business on the side and like it's that Gary um, Vaynerchuk kind of like mentality like you got to be working all the time all the time that's not healthy and it's not going to sustain you and Mm -hmm. it's not productive and the people I know in my life that are the most successful in their business are the ones that recognize that and actually take time for themselves yeah and having stricter boundaries for that where it's like okay this is my work window and then outside of this no work Mm -hmm. do whatever the fuck you want but don't work this has been a work in progress right like the biggest step for me was like um halfway through last year i um i turned my email notifications off on my phone Mm -hmm. which was like just step one you know not being able to be contacted all the time was a huge thing. 
and I, um, yeah, and, like, the next step was, like, okay, well, you know what, I'm gonna, like, schedule one day a week where I don't work, and now it's, like, you know what, I'm actually gonna schedule three days a week that I don't work, and on my work days, I'm gonna work a lot, because that's just my natural tendency anyways, but I'm going to make sure that I schedule specific days off. And on those work days, I'm going to make sure that I schedule an hour out of that day for either a workout or something that's not work related where like I've got a coffee date or I've got whatever. Like it's just, uh, yeah, it's really hard to manage everything. And you just got to kind of like find that balance, I guess. Yeah. So I think all in all, that's what we're trying to do for 2021 and it's like kind of the extent of our like resolutions I'm doing like air quotes um where we realized last year and we started implementing this last year both of us but we just want to sort of continue on this track of trying to just be better to ourselves and treat ourselves with more respect and care jumped off the bed and is staring at me again but yeah no exactly that and I'm gonna try and read all my unread books (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay so I do have like I have a handful of like stupid hobby goals that I want to do I want to try and make 60% of my wardrobe and buy 40% of my wardrobe this year um is kind of my goal I think that's what the ratio is going to be I need to decide what it is going to be um because that allows me space to buy things like jeans and like hoodies and t-shirts that I find that like, like merch ones that I like and like underwear and socks and stuff. But for like dresses and coats and stuff, like all those things I want to try and make um, rather than buying them where I can. Um, And there was something else. I can't remember now. Oh, and then there's my reading goal. That's right. Mm -hmm. Of wanting to read 30 books. I did make my um, make nine on my knitting Instagram. So I've got like nine um, FOs that I'm hoping to make this year, which should be good. I've got like some sweaters and some hats and like I like I like goals like that. Like this is or even if you set your goal to like I want to watch all of the movies that Meryl Streep is in and Mm. that's your 2020 gold. You know what I mean? Like I think that there's this like this thing this connotation that like um that your goals have to make you be a better person and I just don't think that's true like I think you can have goals that are like completely and utterly selfish like yeah or like fun I want my goals why not make your goal like make it like knit nine pairs of socks this year or something (laughs) I don't fucking know like it doesn't have to be like lose weight make more money be prettier be more successful yeah I I kind of want mine going forward to be more like bucket list-esque goals like Mm -hmm. if we were able to travel like maybe my one of my things for the year would be coming to visit you for example like things like that oh it would be but you'd be coming to see me too so we would have seen each other this year (laughs) but you know like honestly the second New Zealand says that Canadians are allowed to enter the country, I am booking a flight. Well, that depends on whether there's still isolation things that you have to pay for because they're very expensive. Yes. Okay. The second <laughs> that New Zealand opens their borders to, to Canadians and the only the only thing I need is a negative COVID test before I fly out, then I'm on the first plane there. 
Yeah. The- uh, I would I would let them stick a tube up my nose just to see you. <laughs> Great. We're looking forward to it. We've got so many things to do when yeah. you get here. Um, I know. We can go to Hobbiton. Yeah, we have so many. Hobbiton, we're going to go and do all the vineyard tours. I'm going to take you to the islands in the White Matter. Um, I know. There's going to be so much fun. I feel like you've planned me like a two-month trip already. Probably. We're going to go camping. Like all, all my friends have got vans with tents off the side so we can all go camping together. Yeah. Um, go to my batch for a bit. Figure out however long I'm allowed to stay and however long you'll let me stay and I'll just stay for as long as physically <laughs> possible. <laughs> yeah. We've got lots to do. We'll keep you plenty busy. Um, oh, it'll yeah. be so fun. But like bucket listy goals, I think, are what we're trying to aim for. It's like fun little things it's like I want to sew a lot of my wardrobe this year which is something yeah. that like I will be able to look at my wardrobe at the end of the year and be like I did that with my ha- own hands like that is fucking cool yeah that's how I feel about knitting like I just want to like knit things for the sake of knitting I want to make pottery so that I can like make my own bowls and mugs like mm. not for anyone else I'm not even gonna like do it for things I just want to do it for fun yeah um I've already had people messaging me about asking if they can buy yarn off me. And so I'm like, bitch, you better start. <laughs> I know, man. I got it. I just put in my order, my wholesale, first wholesale order. So I have like 70 skeins on their way. Ooh, it's coming. So, uh, yeah. So don't worry, guys. It'll, it'll happen eventually. It, it'll come. Don't worry. I wonder what your but, shipping rates to New Zealand are going to be like. Aw. <laughs> uh, if you buy enough, I'll ship it to you for free. Just kidding. Oh, you heard her. I was going to have to hold her to that one. I'm kidding. I, I would I would send it to you anyways. Send, me, send some but, um, proper maple syrup with it. Oh, yes. You, I really need to send you some really good maple syrup. We do need, we do need to do Not a that, snacks exchange, I think, is the main thing. Yeah. Can you ship me alcohol? I would love some Phaedra cider. Hmm, I don't know if I can send that up to you. It'd be pretty shaken up by the time it gets to you, probably. Yeah, I'd probably have to leave it on the counter for like a week to like settle. Mm, I could send you some um, uh, Fijo sparkling water too. Because like oh, yes. our like New Zealand based version of La Croix has a Fijo version, which is delicious. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'm. You know what? Here's the thing. 2020... 2021 COVID in general has made it so like like I was already so freaking excited and it was going to be amazing to see you but now that we've like had to go through all of this and the second that we are able to see each other in person it means that we've gotten through this Mm -hmm. and it's going to feel so much better than it ever would have which I'm so excited for yeah it was a really hard decision I don't know how much we've talked about the decision for you to not come down because it to begin with it was a conscious decision it wasn't the borders shutting that stopped you necessarily you decided well we kind of decided together a little bit that it was becoming a bit dire and you probably shouldn't come and it was hard reaching for both of us yeah it was like basically the it was around the time that the nba closed was when my flight was supposed to be Mm -hmm. and so you and i were literally talking and i was like well i can't tell if like there's no cases here yet and there's no cases in new zealand yet so maybe this is just more of like a china u.s europe thing i'm not really sure it kind of seems a bit messed up and like we were like well maybe i should just still come maybe and then and then uh, the border shut, like, literally the day after my flight was well, supposed it was, to leave. So. Yeah, it was, like, 24 hours after we were just like, oh, maybe you should still come. Like, it's probably okay. Um, 
like a lot of things changed within those 24 hours, both in New Zealand and in Canada. Yeah. Ca- Canada started recommending people don't don't travel if they don't need to. Um, New Zealand yeah. started like showing signs of blocking things off and we both decided you probably shouldn't. And then not long after, yeah, you, as you say, you were supposed to leave the borders shut anyway. It was the beginning of, beginning of the snowball. Maybe I should have come and then I would still be there. <laughs> you, you would have been trapped here for ages. Yeah. <laughs> I would just have to have gotten someone to ship Suki over to me. <laughs> you would hate it. Yeah. He'd have to Get do a pretty, a, a pretty long quarantine when he got to New Zealand because they do that for all animals, I think. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's 10 days. Same with Australia. Yeah. We're pretty strict but about that. But if I was stuck there for like until now, then I would have I still done it. Would have been fine. <laughs> what, what would you do with Jules? Ship him over to. <laughs> I keep hitting my lamp. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Oops. Sorry, Jules. I love you, but I would have just ditched. I would have ditched my whole family. I wouldn't have come home for Christmas. I would have just stayed <laughs> if I could have figured that out. It would have been a pretty good I mean, place to things, stay. Especially since like things are like normal for you guys. Yeah, and I feel guilty about that. Like most days when I walk around and like you open Instagram and everyone's like in the third lockdown like they are in the UK and I'm just like waltzing around like getting my coffee no masks having chats to baristas and people like not having to worry about social distancing so much and like yeah I definitely like I I definitely there's some days where I watch like stories from people from New Zealand and like most parts of Australia some parts are still dealing with it but a lot of Australia isn't yeah and sometimes I watch their stories and I'm like I don't want to look at you right now. <laughs> yeah, I and I get that. I get how obnoxious we are um, to it's the rest like, of the world in some way. It's like, so like I'm really happy for you. It's great. Congrats. Yeah. But I'm sure people felt like that when they looked at us. Like, like even this summer, like, things were basically back to normal this summer, like, give or take some restrictions. Like, people were, in some places, having parties up to 50 people. So, like, it wasn't completely normal, but it was quite normal. But now we're back into, like, uh, a fucking shithole because of so many things that are going on so yeah and I remember during our big lockdown at the beginning of last year like there were other parts of the world that like weren't locked down and to be fair they probably should have been at that point anyway um but like I kind of related to like being just stuck at home it was a very harsh lockdown restriction not being able to go anywhere I remember watching people's stories seeing them like out and about and it was a really weird mental health leap of like I'm trapped at home because I can't go anywhere but you get to go outside so like, and it's nowhere near as bad as it is yeah. now. Like this is a, a completely different situation of New Zealanders being able to like live life relatively normally because COVID's not in the community here whatsoever. Um, and the rest of the world being in lockdown. It's, it, yeah. Yeah, it's, I've, I like, I've had to unfollow so many influencers because it's really fucked me off watching them travel to Dubai, watching them bitch about COVID restrictions, watching them have parties in LA. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Fuck, I'm not allowed to see my grandparents for Christmas because of assholes like you. Yeah. Like, people going on brand trips to Whistler, even people in my own life going on bachelorette parties to Whistler or going up to Banff with a group of 20 of their friends or going on all these things. And I'm like, if you're going to blatantly just not listen to what people are telling you you should do and then get pissed off when people call you out for it, like, I just don't have any respect for that. So it's like, yeah, it's been... Definitely a doozy on the mental health this year. For so many different reasons. Man, 2020 was just a year, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it's funny, though, because I keep hearing people like people are like, yes, 2021, let's make it our year. I'm like, bitches, you're still like, especially like UK influencers. I'm like, you're in your third lockdown. You think this is going away anytime soon? Mm -hmm. 2021 is going to be just as shitty. Just so you know. I'm sorry. The U.S. almost got bombed today. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, was it was the bomb found in the Capitol building, or was it found in like the um, Republican head office thing? They did. They didn't say. I'm, the U.S. is a mess. I'm a bit sick of the United States, to be honest. Can we just put like <laughs> just as collectively as a world, just put the U.S. on mute and let them deal with themselves for a little while? <laughs> I know it's so fun because you know that like it must be bad when like you get a text message from like I got a text message from my sister being like oh they found a bomb in the Capitol and like they like there's a bunch of people who have stomped the grounds and like have completely destroyed the property Uh, I didn't even blink I was like oh yeah another day in the states like (laughs) I know I I was telling Cole this um probably at the beginning of the recording it might be in here but um i saw this meme this morning i was like 2020 i'm dead inside 2021 i'm dead inside but i'm used to it and like (laughs) (laughs) i related to that so hard it's just like oh yeah no that's just that's a that's a thing okay cool yep that's that's about right yeah well here's to hoping that like 2022 is better than this I'm I'm secretly holding out that at least like 2021, especially with um, Biden in control in the states, like things Here's- will slowly improve a little bit this year, and then it's just on the up from here. I'm hoping that we've hit rock bottom. Here's what I'm thinking. I think I might be able to come spend my birthday in New Zealand. That's I'm bold. not saying it for sure, mm-hmm. but it, it could happen. Could happen because. That's the end of the year, December 27th. I would have to fly out on Christmas Day, but which mm. would probably piss my family off. But I would do it. If I could come like land in New Zealand on my birthday, come celebrate New Year's with you guys in the middle of summer, go do a summer in New Zealand. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. It, it could happen. That wow. I could see happening. Christmas in New Zealand's a bit of a, a bit of a doozy. That'll throw you for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> Having a barbecue on the beach. Um, on Christmas I love Day, it. wearing like as little clothing as possible because it's fucking hot outside. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. I love the idea of it. I love the idea of anything besides the cold weather I've been dealing with. Hmm. We'll see. So maybe, maybe. Yeah. It could happen because especially if there's like can- the Canadian government's saying that like the entire population should be vaccinated by September. Oh, so, wow. That's pretty impressive. So potentially if everyone's vaccinated then uh, maybe they'll make New Zealand will start letting people who've gotten the vaccine in. I hope everyone is staying safe and like doing good and um, don't set New Year's resolutions. Just unless that they're to take better care of yourself in ways that are positive, not like I'm going to lose 30 pounds. Don't do that shit to yourself. Don't try and work yourself too hard. It's okay to be burnt out from Christmas. It's okay to have not started your New Year's resolutions on January 1st when you're hungover. It's okay. That's my that that's my my two cents. But we should probably wrap this up. Cuz I think we've been recording for about an hour plus the 20 minute Suki P time. Yeah. Um just before we leave off, one of the things that I I can't remember who said it recently, but they um, are only really upset with themselves when they haven't been kind to people. And I thought that, that was quite mm. a beautiful quote. And I'm just like, we need to do that to ourselves too. It's like, be kind to other people, be kind to yourself. And that's the main thing that people should be striving for. 
I love that. Hmm. Oh, that made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. It w- I thought it was really sweet. I'll remember who it was like after we've stopped recording, but I think that's yeah. that's kind of my mentality of like just trying to be kinder in general to others, to myself, um, and just try and live a slightly more peaceful, happy life this year. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will see you guys next week to talk about, I don't know, something. Something. I don't know. Something. <laughs> I also don't know if it'll be next week. Who knows? Yeah. You know. I mean, I'm We're back at work with soon, the flow. but Cole is definitely in like loungy mode for another few weeks. So yeah, well, trying to, I, I still like keep like accidentally working. So <laughs> I'm trying to be chill, but there you go. Anyways, yeah. guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>